you're about to enter the No BS Yarns on Fitness Mindset, where your host, Roz Ryan, will connect you with other busy, motivated, and high-energy achievers just like you. We'll laugh about those struggles that we all deal with on our journey to success, build each other up with ideas, motivation, and mindset, and learn about how to overcome obstacles that we all face at one time or another working around health and fitness. Oh, and by cutting out all the crap, hopefully you'll have moments where things just click and your ideas become unstoppable. So join us to build on mindset and keep things real. Welcome everyone today to my first uh, series. Let's see that it's live. Oh, hang on. Meeting is now streaming. I'm Sorry, turn it off. Oh, is it you? <laughs> I pushed play to double check. Sorry, it's definitely working. It's definitely working. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> This is this is um, the first series of fitness reels and fitness mindset. And why not have my first guest being Kirsten from Casey Fit? Because she was one of my um, clients last year during the COVID pandemic and started working with me then. So I wanted to bring her on today to share her um, her story with how how she's got how she got through the pandemic. What were her learnings? And advice for those that are either, you know, feeling like they're a little bit unsure where they're going in their business at the moment. We're going to talk about that where you're feeling a bit flat or you're a bit just flustered with nothing's working. And, and maybe that's because maybe you're just giving up a little bit too quickly and, and not giving it um, the time it deserves. So we'll talk a little bit about that and Kirsten's experience from um, staying to the plan, right? Staying to the plan yeah. and, and actually seeing the results from that plan. So um, what I thought we would start off today, like if anyone is watching this live in the group today, please do comment and let us know that you're watching it live. If you watch the replay on this later, let us know what you thought. And if you had any questions, um, we'd love to go back and read and, and reply to them. Um, so when Kirsten came to me last year, I, the first thing we, we looked at were what were your goals for 2020? So do you want to share what those goals were, Kirsten? Um, I had, I'm very ambitious and I have, my goals are often dreams where I, I would like to see myself, but I don't know how I would ever get there and if it could ever happen, but that's, I guess, what my heart feels that I want. So I wanted to, um, I definitely wanted to reestablish my business with concussions still. So I had no trainer helping me um, and I needed to keep, the business flowing and working well still with my brain at less than 100% capacity. Um, I wanted to uh, have a space in the education field, um, helping upskill trainers. Had no idea what that would look like um, or anything, but I just had a burn for that. And also to bring awareness to mums and educate mums more and have that reach go further um, and how to train their body well so upskilling trainers in that area and, and helping mums and then pretty soon in 2020 it it developed into survive COVID yeah survive COVID all right <laughs> which you did <laughs> yes how long did you think it would take to reach those goals so we know that your goals were um to be more of an educator and educating trainers how to train 
mums and not only trainers it's 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 purely has evolved from there but um I can recall actually the day that uh I said to you you should get you should go into fitness educational and do a Facebook live and you're like I'm not sure about that and I said look I'm going to reach out to Jono and and I'm going to tell him that you're an expert because I know you are and he'll he'll love it and he your his audience need to hear from you do you remember that day initially yeah What were those thoughts going through your head at the time? Because I knew you were still struggling with a few mindset issues. Huge. So um, first of all, I was like, oh, Jono's seen some of my stuff. He knows what I do. Um, And I was like terrified of going into a space online in Australia. And I know that uh, people who I'm coming behind in in my field um, who I look up to and learn from uh, in that space. And I felt like um, hard out imposter syndrome and, um, you know, the whole things like does my voice matter, uh, is what, I'm, what I have to say got any value or any weight or would I help anyone? I'm a small fry in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember, I still remember it clearly and I was just like, no, no, you're going to do this. I'm going to organize it. You'll be fine. You're an expert. This is it. And I just pretty much, I think I just, it was almost like I grabbed you and did, did a great big bomb with you, eh? Like, yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, it totally was. 100%. I, I, I actually ended up, I remember saying yes, not knowing how it would play out. It was just, I, you convinced me to sit in a space of saying, yes, I'll do it and not thought through yet what that looked like. And then when Jono said yes, I was like, oh, now I've got to actually do it. Because, <laughs> you know, if you don't ask, you don't know if they're going to say yes or no. So first I had to have enough gonads to say, okay, I'll put myself out there and be vulnerable. And um, it could be a no, and then I don't have to do anything, but I tried. <laughs> um, but it was a yes. So then I was like, okay. Now I really have to step up to the plate and do it. And it was good because that was, I think, one of the first lives that they had in the group, which was a really good conversation about a lot of points that a lot of trainers um, either A, weren't aware of or totally related to and wanted to know more. And I remember you saying you had so many comments and stuff to go back and to respond to that day. And it had a lot of engagement and a lot of input, um, which was cool. So that was our first step, right? We threw you in there and... yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you just you just spoke in front of a whole pile of these like was ten thousand at the time yeah right ten eleven yeah. you just spoke to them all and where could you get a bigger audience than that to speak in front of <laughs> so that was the first thing um where did you think after that you'd go like talk to us about COVID and um you know last year was a hard year, hard year for a lot of trainers but I'm a big believer in it. it was a hard year for everyone but what were our learnings from that like where did you what were your takeaways from COVID in a, in a positive way yeah um so my my goal to educate I didn't see really happening last year and if it did maybe the end of the year I felt like the way things had been for me previously or to date were it was a lot of laying foundations, making conversation, like meeting people, forming those relationships and it needing to be that the same with our clients. We want them to know, like, and trust us. And I felt like I had to prove myself because I'm just a trainer and I'm wanting to 
make a big difference. And so I felt like it would be very slow and it may happen at the end of the year or maybe this year. Um, but as a result of that 10-minute live, that's where that opened the doors to me having my first um, course for trainers and being asked. Again, I was like I had you in my head. I had Jono like messaging me and wanting to chat and do you have a course for trainers on pelvic floor? No. And because I'd done a few talks in um, PT council meetings, which is not to 10,000 people by any means. So I'd taught trainers before. Um, anyway, so I said yes. And again, I said yes without fully knowing exactly what it was going to look like. I just felt inside me, I am really passionate and I do know like there's a thing where we just need to know that we know more than the people we're wanting to help, which is the same with our clients. We know more than they do, and that's how we help them. So I knew that I knew more than a standard trainer did on pelvic floor health for females. And so I said yes, and then it just unfolded really well. Um, I found through COVID, like everybody, um, class class um I because I already had an online fitness membership being online with classes was easy so I switched to live zoom workouts really quickly and easy and that was fine um but I cut my uh so it started mid-term for me I run a 10-week term by school so I kept the same price I already had paid so it cost the same for the rest of that term and then lockdown was lasting for longer so I actually didn't take a two-week holiday like I normally do on the school holidays because you remember it was all messed up then anyway. So I came, I stayed on, but the pricing was a lot lower. Um, so I took a, I think at that stage it was a 70% um, decrease in income from my face-to-face -face classes. And at that time, my face-to-face -face classes were my bigger percentage earner in in the whole um, but I felt peace about it I was like we just need to pay the mortgage because we live if you guys don't know we live off Casey fit what 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 we do through Casey fit is what our family lives off um my husband's in the back end of Casey fit so we really we're in we're in you're all in when your family depend on you I knew that my prices had my my outgoings had decreased so I balanced out that we could do it and we just needed the numbers to stay up and then I swiveled with you and it was, we are our people and they're all online. So I already um, I already had an online program and then um, a course and then did another one and then just really pushed where I could sell and where I could help. Um, and then obviously doing this Pelvic Floor Essentials course, developed that through COVID um, and nervously, like I tell you, so for anyone feeling imposter syndrome or that you might not be enough, I had an amazing trainer do my course live with me and she is educated so much higher than I am. She's a scientific medical based trainer, but I am call it like I'm educated more or I know more on the pelvic floor realm, but still I'm like, blip this chick, you know, like you can feel like you just hope that you teach these people. I was feeling this, but she's such a nice person. So it was fine. Um, so that's the way that it flipped. I had COVID stopped progress with the army. So I was supposed to start working with the New Zealand army because of COVID and all of the work they had done, um, had to do, that halted. 
but then it went a hiss and a roar. When did we book them, Roz? I don't know. It would have been this year, right? Yeah. So I started talking with the army last year, but COVID stopped all of that because of their workload. But then since then, I booked. So when it started and I first quoted um, to go and speak and educate the soldiers and the um the bosses of the army and stuff. I was going to do it for free. So this is where I was at when Ros started with me. I wanted to get my name out there, get known, get a bit of credentials and weight behind me. And I was going to do it for free. I was pretty keen on them paying my travel. So they weren't going to pay my travel. But then what happened is COVID hit and we had a good six months. And then I went back to them and said, I've just booked a teaching gig. So I haven't even said I, I wrote another course. So I did this pelvic floor course and then I did, because my heart's New Zealand and I know pelvic floor essentials helps a lot of Kiwi trainers, but mostly it's Aussies and others overseas. So I wanted face-to-face. Um, so I did a, another course that's in person. It's like a half day. And I started running these at F45 gyms, um, which again, they get a bit delayed with COVID, but that's been fine. So I also, because Roz pushed me, I reached out to um, Red Continents Awareness Week last year, and I'd reached out to them the year before to ask to come on and talk about it and bring awareness to Continents New Zealand and um, the you 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 did um, you you had you had quite a few um, TV shows. Yes. So, like last year, even though COVID was around, I think you frequented your face on TV at least two to three times, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Which was awesome. And then you had that article and stuff. Yes. Yes. Yep. So we had that and stuff. And with all the army stuff that was sort of in the pipeline, it was then like, I remember us talking about, well, can you train trainers? And that's how we thought, okay, let's have a workshop where trainers could come to. But not only trainers have been coming, right? Physios, you know, osteos, osteos have all been coming to your workshop. A GP? Yeah. So, like, I think in a year, the, the amount of stuff that's, you know, not, not only with, um, you know, the education and where you've stepped up in your level of educating trainers and physios and being the face. Um, the other thing I would like to talk to is, your social media. So back then, your social media was fine, but really it wasn't speaking enough to the audience, right? And yeah. you had your community group, which like a lot of people, they feel their audience is in there and that's where they can just do all their work on the middle end, right? Where they feel yeah. safer. So I remember you said um, two weeks ago that you are finally getting leads all the time coming through your social media yeah. because of the work that you have been doing yeah so do you want to talk about that like that that's so your social media strategy before we started working together and how does that look now like what's that difference done yeah so um I knew stuff before um and what I should be doing because I've had business coaching for years um but I would lose steam um and I would get to where I just am doing the urgent and the stuff that has to be done now and uh devaluing that the consistency on social media actually had so much value. It was just like, I haven't got time for it. Um, so it was just sporadic and there was no, um, there was no structure. And what it's changed to now is this full calendar of um, what, cause I've got several pages or platforms 
So I've got all my platforms, what specific topics getting um, promoted, or and whether it's a free thing, whether it's um, a warm and fuzzy thing, or whether it's me promoting a program to sell through education. So my angle is all, I've been taught, my angle is all, I'm going to show you this pain and also how I you can actually get help with it. And then guess what? I can help you. Um, so <laughs> it works, right? And it works. So I've been doing it consistently. Um, I got a VA to come on board and help me because of the big workload. And um, we have stuff coming out where it's not sell, sell, sell. It's a huge, really beautiful balance. And like Ross said, both Instagram and Facebook public pages, I'm consistently getting um, what are they called? Leads. People coming in and going, I've got this, how do I help? You know, what What one of your programs would you recommend? And I, it's just so easy now because the baseline's been put in. And I would so often, um, I know you've often talked about, don't worry about the amount of likes you get or the amount of comments because I have so many more people go, oh, I really liked your post you talked about. And I'm like, why didn't you comment or like it? Like, what are you doing? I didn't even, you're just a silent reader. So there's so many silent readers that are taking in what we show them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Really yeah, that, that, and that, that's really important. I think, I think if anything, a lot of people I find, and I know a lot of people do, and a lot of my audience are fitness and health coaches, you know, like you said, it's not, you don't see it as an important thing, your social media, but if you are a business now, and if you are looking to do more online, if you're looking to sell workshops or products, you need to have a consistent strategy with your social media and you can't like afford to give up on it just because you don't see a vanity metric. Yeah. That, that, that's the key thing. And I think that's where, where I'm seeing a lot of people go wrong. They go, oh, well, no one's really engaging with the posts. And so you take it on board. It's you and it's about you, but it's not. It's about them and they're yeah. reading it. So you have to show up all the time because like you say, they are reading that content and they, you know, it'll come in to play not straight away. It never comes in straight away. Like it literally will be a lot. It's your long-term game all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really important to mention because I know, um, yeah, that didn't happen straight away for you. No. It's been a, it's been a long game. Um, you know, I get people going to me, well, if I do this and do this, how long do you think it will take till I start getting clients? It's like, wow, man, if I knew that, I'd be rich, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be selling that shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like um, I wasn't very good at posting in our local community for my face-to-face -face classes, and they are the easiest way to uh, to fill spots. Like, you know, uh, word of mouth is really good, but for where I live, there's always new people coming in, right? We've always got new houses getting built, so new people are coming in. I don't want to be the best-kept secret anymore. Um, so I've started posting in there in education content. Like I even did one post that was educating and it was around the World Continents um, Awareness Week and I was teaching. And then one of the admins of that group commented and said, this is amazing, thank you for sharing. Can you please put your links and how we can contact you and your company name? Because I did it under my private name. Yeah. I didn't mention my business at all. I just did all of this teaching stuff. And then I had someone asking me, how do I buy off you? How do I find out? And um. I've done a few more softer, smaller ones. And then I did a post because you, that was on my task from uh, one of our coaching calls was 
I've been struggling to get my my boot camp classes always fill up, but my boxing classes don't. And um, so I have my first class is always free. And so Roz's strategy was suggested to offer a bring a friend, bring a friend and you both come for free. And I challenged her. I was like, but it's already free. Everybody knows your first class with me is free. But it's amazing that that different wording was it's just different wording and it works. So my post was super short. If anyone wants to see it, you can ask for it. And I'm happy to, to, to put the photo. Really short. It was just um, bring a friend. And it was super short that it was boxing. I had a standard boxing image of, you know, action shot and um, a link to my website where they do a, an inquiry. I had all these comments and I knew two people who commented. Everybody else I didn't know. And then I had... Um, so I just had it Tuesday night and we had five new people and I actually capped it. I only wanted four and um, someone bought their daughter and they all are staying, which is awesome. So, and that was from not just that one post, it was because I'm establishing who I am in the community and um, yeah, so that it's okay. just. And giving yeah. a bit of value without that. Yes. Yeah. So, which is important, you know, and I, I, I spoke about this the other day in the, in the workshop that I did is that, you know, if you can pop into your community groups and give some value that is, is something that they will take from and learn from and enjoy, that when you do go put in a post like that, you're going to get a bit more traction, you know, like yeah. people have kind of seen you. You're not just popping in a post and running the frick away. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Bye from me. See <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You don't want to just be sell, 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 sell. You want to be a give part of the community as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then the thing, that's the thing with social media. If you can remember it's a tool, how can I show people I know what I'm talking about? How can I give them some advice? Like if I was in a cafe having a coffee and I had a conversation with someone about pelvic floor, for example, um, what do they need to know? How would I talk to them? You know, I wouldn't just go, come to my free class, still. Yeah, <laughs> You know, so you've got to have that conversation like these are real humans in front of you all the time. And I think that's really important. And, and just stay, like consistency is such a big thing. Another big thing, um, and I know you do this really well, is when you are a, when you're a person of a certain energy, people are attracted to your energy, your enthusiasm, your authority, right? So with your posts, with the stuff that you put out all the time, it actually um, reflects the type of person and energy you are. So, and what happens is if you're a coach, people want some of that. They want that in their yeah. life. And I think that's important. So have certainty about what you put out there and have certainty that you are the one for them. And any way that you do that, you know, yourself, your authentic self, you know, like I do it in my authentic way. There's no way I am like any other fitness and health coach in our industry. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know without a doubt I'm so proud of that the other day, <laughs> the other day I spoke to someone um I spoke to Matt Matt Norris and we have a conversation about um agencies and people and coaches and business coaches um and there was a uh, I think it was a Tom Fit gym over the shore the guy there had been um, he had paid 10 grand to a agency to do their marketing for them he got three leads Three leads. Oh, $10,000. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that's some bullshit, eh? Because, like, they're, 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 
ethically that should never be allowed and and that agency should refund that money if they had promised leads like 10 grand I don't even think I have a service that I would invoice out at 10 grand myself do you know what I mean like who does that so anyway you know like yeah it just always gets me spinning a how how there's so many coaches out there that um that don't don't do the real deal for their clients and I think it's Mm very poor because it's an industry that can help everyone and we need that right now you know yeah on the news last night they said that the health and wellness sector was one of the biggest growing sectors in New Zealand at the moment awesome good jobs so it just tells you that there is a massive need for it and there's also a massive gap in the market is what they're saying so they don't have enough people to do it but they're having a demand so This is why you guys have to show up now. You have to, you know, if there's one thing we've learned from COVID, mental health and being fit and healthy is key. Recovery, working and exercising safely are key. Um, I will ask Kirsten another question. I guess two questions, really. The mindset changes that you had, that you had to make, you know, we've talked about the imposter syndrome and putting ourselves out there. Um, What do you think the other ones that you had to sort of click into gear to, to make? Yeah, so I um, realized that I had an underlying uh, internal tool poppy within myself. So it made me think I'm not the one to do that. I'm not the one to teach that. I'm not the one to share that. Somebody else's. I felt like it had to be someone up here, um, but that got crushed, which is awesome. So I had to step out and be courageous. This was my big thing. to get over myself. Um, Roz asked me to do something and it was to reach out to Jono again. I'd done the live and there was, a, I think a women's health summit or this something. And she was like, reach out to Jono, tell him about it, you know, tell him you're available. And I was like, nah, he knows who I am. He knows what I do. Like I was such a punk. Um, and both Roz and my husband, Chad, were like, um. <laughs> so I reached out to him. I got over myself and I reached out and that didn't turn into um, the spots were already filled. So he, because I reached out, he said, yes, I want you. But then Travis, his business partner, had already accepted someone. So I didn't get onto that. I got onto a panel or something. Um, but that was a big thing about, again, I know that the me getting over myself was I didn't want to step out again and have a fear of rejection. Yeah. So that mindset change, that rejection is a bad thing because it's not. You're out in the arena you're putting yourself out there. If you're not getting rejected somewhere, then you're clearly not putting yourself out there enough or in the right spaces. Absolutely. Um, no, so. if I, the other day I listened to a podcast and it said, if you get, if you, if you go out of your way to get 99 no's just to get one yes, that's what you're doing. Oh, so you're not putting yourself out there enough times. If you don't get 99 no's before that one yes, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so from that, the get over myself, it was that I need to be in their face in the front of mine. And Roz tells me this all the time. And this is the same with, we don't have to post to sell, posting content and giving. It's when they're ready to exercise, when they're ready to purchase, when they're ready for any of our health offerings, you want, it was, you know, that we're the ones that are the front of mine. And then the last one was to be brave. Um, 
to be out in the arena. There's that amazing quote to, um, to get out there and be that person, giving it a go, being willing to make mistakes, to get it wrong and to learn and grow with um, being authentic me. So this was the mindset changes of, you know, that perfection um, practicing imperfection has been something I've been consciously doing over the years and just getting it done um, and actually going, it's actually pretty awesome and it's helping people. So they were big mindset changes that have helped me heaps. That's awesome. And they have, because like, if you hadn't have made those mindset changes, you wouldn't be where you're at today, you know, and you wouldn't be as comfortable as you are as approaching people and saying, well, hey, if I get a no, that doesn't matter. They know where I am now. Yeah. You know, they know who I am. And when they're ready to say yes, they're going to come to me because yeah. I've already introduced myself. So I always think of an op opportunity to put your name out there or ask if people are interested as a, as a conversation for people to get to know you. And if you can go into it like that, then, hey, and they get, and they say, not really right now or not now's not the right time, they've yeah. done with you and you've had a conversation. So you've already planted that seed, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think the last question to end this off is um, – how, I guess, how have you found having a coach beneficial for your business? Like, yep. just so other people, like, if, the, if, if any of you guys have been, you know, weighing up a coach um, in, in, in the situation or a mentor or someone to help you, I think you need to ask questions of what that coach is going to give you because each coach is different. Um, I feel some male coaches are a little bit different for females. Um, I've had conversations where people work with men, but I don't really get the same kind of um, traction with where they want to go. There's a different mindset connection, I think. Um, nothing against men, but I just think there's a little bit of a, um, a, a disconnect sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think it's important if you're looking at a coach um, and you're kind of weighing up if you can afford that, you know, um, always think about where it's going to get you long term. Um, you know, because that's where you're going. It's not a, it's not an overnight result with the coach. It's someone, you know, think about how you work out your clients, right? It's not an overnight result for them. Usually like at least a three or four month commitment before they start seeing something. Yep. Yeah. So I've, I mentioned before, I've had a, a lot of business coaching in the past, but I've never had one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I've known the whole time I've had this group business coaching, I've learned stuff. I've never used all the resources available. I knew the whole time I needed specific individual for me to really change gears and propel forward. Um, so last year and continuing to this year, I have progressed forward faster than I ever have in my whole career. And it's because I've had the specific just for me um, coaching and follow-ups. Have you done it yet? Where are you at? What are you doing? Um, and that's that's what I need. The general stuff I pick up and I glean, and I'm like, that's like a, a smorgasbord, and I take little bits, but then it doesn't all settle very much. Like over the years, I've been working on on aspects of things, but this one-on-one -on -one coaching is like, is like um, if we look at the nutrition still, I'm constantly eating really good nourishing food, constantly, constantly. And it's the food that I need, not what other people need. Okay. <laughs> I also call Roz a pit bull <laughs> <laughs> as well as really good nourishing food. So the stuff that um, – this is some stuff, some notes I wanted to share. 
is um, having a one-on-one coach has helped me to turn my dreams and wishings and longings, visions into a reality that I know I dreamt for, but I never really saw it happening. Um, I like, like I said, I do dream big and I say some stuff that I don't yet believe that I want to be my dream, but this has actually become my reality that I'm living. Um, it meant that I have, for the first time, actually had financial goals. I don't know if any of you guys have goals that you're targeting to meet every month. And I'm actually meeting them every month and some months exceeding them. Chad even looked, Ros, I haven't told you, we were halfway through the month and he's like, we've already met the goal for the whole month just because of what we'd booked in. So what Ros does is says, okay, what's your personal, you know, your goal, because it's different for everyone, how are you going to get that? And because I've got my classes, my online membership courses and the the education stuff, and so it's like, cool, how are you going to get that money in and where are you going to kind of hustle and who do you need to chase up on? So um, it's been very helpful. Um, This one-on-one coaching is showing me that it's actually much easier than I thought, pushing me to try to reach, to keep reaching. So I thought... What I'm living was harder to achieve than what it actually is. And so I work hard and consistently, um, which is why I had to get a VA to help me. Did you, I can afford a VA. Like, can we just, I never thought. You know what, it's one of the things, and I've had conversations with other, um, you know, other clients as well, that they always the, but the biggest thing was outsourcing that, right? Like it was a big thing. Like, I don't know if I can afford to do that. What if they don't do it in my style that, you know, my voice, my character, my vibe. And I, like I said to you, and um, I think actually Christy as well, is who in your, who of your members needs a job? Who, who do you know that can help you? That's been with you for years that could do this from home, right? Yep. Boom. It arrived, right? Yep. Right. Just waiting to be asked. She totally was, and she loves it. Yeah, and I just give her more and more hours. I'm like, can you do more? <laughs> um, because she's worth her weight in gold. So that having a VA saves me time. She does what I do way quicker and better. Like I'm, I thought I was getting pretty good at design. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> okay. Just do what you're good at and and outsource. Um, And connecting me with the right people, this has been massive. So having a coach who's specifically in my industry, it's the first time that I ever have. All the other coaches have been business coaches and um, haven't specifically worked in the health and fitness industry themselves. So having someone who's um, been in the industry longer than me, very well connected, has connected me with the right people. And like one example is Sean. McCrory and that opening up this Irish dude contacting me I was actually so busy when he first contacted me I kind of shrugged him off I was too busy and then I got back to him and um now we've got sub 30 core restore we've developed another course and we have another online membership and this is for trainers so we're continually helping trainers and we've reached loads of different countries in the world through that and that's just one of the connections that my coach has made for me Um, because I wouldn't have done any of this what previously I have this dreams and Chad and I will be like yay we accomplished this one little thing let's celebrate it for like a month or two and do nothing else and then go oh we need some money 
let's look at one other little thing. <laughs> and they just can't, we were not getting any momentum. Um, it was like, I knew the things that I wanted and I was being that um, I needed to get over myself that they weren't going to come to me. And I actually had to get out there. Um, yeah. Being, being me, but still, cause I don't like selling or being pushy and I haven't had to, I haven't had to be pushy. It's all conversations. It's all just, you know, do you want to meet up? Do you want to talk about this? And it's, um, yeah, given me a lot more confidence. So that is, that is the, um, the comfort that I live in now. And so the first uh, part of working with Roz, I got under the government funding or our local um, council funding. And so it was free. So that was like her free trial, but she got paid. It was awesome. It was my free trial. And it was so good and so worth it that we continue. So we pay her every month, whatever it is, Chad does the invoicing. And I just guarantee you, it's like, Anything that you invest in, if you do what they say, you're going to not just pay off what they cost, but more than. Um, so we're comfortably paying our coach, comfortably paying a VA and living off this stuff because we're doing what we're um, told to do and what we're committing to do. So if you're not ready and if you're just like, yeah, then don't waste your money. Roz won't want you to. She'll get frustrated that you're not going to listen to her. But if you're serious about this and you want to take where you're at to a comfortable place of where you want to be, then I, I couldn't recommend, whether, whether it's Roz or somebody else, but um, I'm in Team Roz, then I hard out recommend back yourself and back someone who knows what they're doing um, and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, um, like Kirsten said, everyone um, who gets a coach has to gel with that coach and, and yeah. has to be a specific person because you do spend a lot of person. It's very much personal. It is about their business. You're dealing with um, your mindset issues, your family issues, all that. So it has to be someone that gets you. Um, but also ask questions like, you know, what results have you had? Have you had, have you got some case studies? Who have you worked with? You know, not everything um, when you're working with a coach the, the thing I like about what I do is most of my clients who come to me, they like to come because they want to be handhold a bit more, right? They like that one-on-one -on -one and they like that accountability. I often used to get asked by my business coach, why don't you create a group program? Group program and you can scale and sell more and all the rest. I'm like, nah, my audience doesn't dig group programs. Like it's fun, but they're not going to get the results that I want them to get that then is going to make them grow and look amazing and feel good. And then obviously make me look better as a coach. <laughs> group program doesn't do that. I don't mind doing workshops. The group workshops are cool. Like, you know, you can get some good stuff around that. But when it's when it's growing someone's business, it's a big responsibility to be a coach for. I take it very seriously. Don't know, Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know the growth. I want to know the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've been working with you for 13, 14, 15, 16 months now. Wow. So if, if Roz was a croc and she was like that $10,000 deal, I would not be working with her still. No, I'd probably have to go hide under a rock and we still can somewhere <laughs> and go offline completely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, but you know, I think, the key for anyone um, in this space is now's the time to grow your business. Even if you do it yourself, get yourself a coach, get someone that's going to push you. Um, don't 
And another thing I want to say, I see a lot of people entering in and out because I'm in a lot of them. If you're in Facebook groups, right, pick, pick ones that, um, gosh, someone's here. <laughs> One sec. Can I chat to them person? I don't even know what to talk about. Shall we talk about Roz? Because I live near her. We have our meetings in person and always eat food, drink coffee, hot chocolates. Actually, Roz, Roz has one coffee a day and then she has hot chocolates. Did you want to know that about her? She likes a hot chocolate. Fun fact about Roz is she has muesli with yogurt and no milk. Oh, <laughs> I do. I do have muesli with no milk and... Yes, yes, that is a fun fact. What other fun facts will you get? <laughs> that you like your hot chocolate. Oh, yeah, and I do like coffees too, but I only get the hot chocolate because I want the chocolate with it. And then, uh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we um, will finish this because my blind man's here to put my blinds up. Yay. Um, he's just, they've got them cleaned, so you've got to clear the room. Thank you for joining today. Thank you for being my first fitness reel. I have more to come. I have more amazing fitness trainers that are going to join the reels. So there'll be more stories, more examples, and hopefully more motivation for you guys to keep showing up and growing your business. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome team. <laughs>